Hello and welcome to another episode of Forging the Employee Experience. I'm Alexander Norin, joined here by my co-host Josh Dream. Josh, what's happening? I am just so thrilled to be here with you, Alexander, and all the listeners. All the listeners. You're really what makes it possible. So today is a Reforge episode. We were going to be going over and talking on a high level about uh, our conversation with Andrea Inc. Wasn't that awesome, having a chat with Andrea? She's fantastic. Dude, she was wonderful. And you know what? I just have a soft place in my heart for yeah. Canadians. Do you? Yeah, well, I, I really yeah. do. Like Tim Hortons okay. and just the culture and they, they're just... They're nice people. It's good to have the, the nice neighbors. You know what I mean? Just, we love them. We're, great, we're, we're grateful for calling in from Vancouver, taking the time to chat with us, um, and uh, really, really a lot of takeaways. Josh, what are some of the things that you thought, that you found interesting? For her? Well, the, overall, I just thought it was amazing that she actually works for an organization. She works for BC Hydro, mm -hmm. and so she is not a practitioner. She is not a thought leader. Her main goal is just to implement engagement strategies right. that actually work. And we just learned that she is extremely successful at doing that. Yeah, 84%. That's incredible. I mean, and not only 84%, but oftentimes, you know, uh, she, she, it's a, a state-run organization. She, she it, It's a government organization, which um, lends to more regulations, more policies, slower, slower moving. So if, if she can be successful in an organization that is uh, not as easy to change as other places, I mean... That's hope for everybody, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. It reminds me of the conference. The, the HCI conference I attended during the summer, mm -hmm. we had some government workers get up there and talk about the engagement efforts that they're, that they're promoting, and they're seeing a lot of success. Sure. Yeah. Uh, in, in a space that I didn't think could be successful initially, <laughs> to be right. honest. So. Right, because you always think of big, clunky kind of government organization. But no, it, it, it can work, and that means that it can work at, at any level, at any company. And that it's really something to be pushing for. One of the things that she said that I absolutely loved was she, she really focused on this listening strategy, this idea that once you gather the information from the employees, it is imperative to go back, follow up, say, hey, look, we're doing what you asked us to do. Hey, your voice is heard. You're seen, felt, and heard here. She said that. And I thought I thought that was just one of the, one of the absolute best takeaways for practical advice on how to really implement some of these strategies. Which, let's be honest, I think that is extremely hard for leaders to do. Not because they don't want to, but because when you look at all of the work that they have to do sitting on their desk, mm -hmm. and then all of the strategies that they're trying to implement, and all of the high-level stuff that they're doing, it is difficult to find time to sit and listen, especially when that skill isn't really considered to be like, oh yeah, a listener, like right. a leader is a listener. They're more like, I tell you what to do. Right, because they have so much stuff to get done. I mean, and it's, it's a natural kind of byproduct, I think, although it, uh, it's one of those things that you just, you just have to do. You know, if you want your organization to be successful, um, then if you're in a leadership role, you have to be willing to listen. So maybe we need to rethink our leadership strategy a little bit here. And instead of getting so caught up in the high-level strategies, mm. it's it's just engagement is simple. Engagement is. is listening to what these people want and need and helping them achieve that within reason. I, I think that's exactly right. You know, because you... You can you can overcomplicate things, right? You can over you can overlook it. And one of the things that I one of the themes that I felt from Andrea's conversation is that it doesn't need to be complicated. It just tools help, you know. But if you you just you have to care enough to listen and then to act. And if you do that, then you'll start seeing results, no matter where you're coming from. Yeah, she was talking about some of the annual survey data that they received back, and there's all sorts of 
regressions and <laughs> yeah, the analysis, what did she right. say? Like a reverse Listen, algorithmic. If I, if I could tell you something <laughs> is I didn't understand a thing she said in that part, but I knew that it was complicated and uh, helpful to somebody smarter than I am. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but when you're really yeah. thinking about it, right, we're, we're dealing with people yeah. and we yeah. can be extremely complicated, but at right. the same time, right. there are some very basic psychological needs that we, we need to get met. And, right. and another thing that she brought up was instilling purpose and, sure. and, and bringing a cause to the work. Because let's be honest, the, the BC Hydro, it's electricity. And yeah. sometimes we kind of just shrug it like, yeah, it's eh, there, it's, whatever. Yeah, we have like, thank you. Thank you for your work. <laughs> yeah. But when she said like, listen, you don't need Coca-Cola, right? but you need electricity to live. And so it's a privilege and an honor for us to work for this company. I was like, oh, dang, that's a new perspective for me. Yeah. And, and you know, if she's thinking that way, <clears throat> I'm certain that a lot of the employees are thinking that way too. Well, it's got to be 84% employee engagement uh, index. Um, clearly, the employees know that what they do matter. They know that they matter. And they know that um, that their organization cares. I think that's that, that's true engagement, right? Right. And and man, it's just exciting to to hear of these employees. Such a a vast difference yeah. in like the blue collar people who are working on the poles, right. and then the the engineers right. who right. are designing all the other stuff on the other end, and then all of the leadership that goes into it. There's like a, a large difference in the type of employee that you have. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how the different strategies have to be have to be tailored to the to the different positions. But one of the interesting one of the most fascinating things that I that I took from from uh, our conversation, you know, we we talk a lot about how the industry is moving towards more frequent surveys. Mm. But here here we are BC Hydro. <clears throat> BC Hydro is annual still. They're an annual survey, and they're still they're still cranking out higher results than most organizations that do, you know, monthly or, or quarterly surveys. And and I think that's very telling. Um, I don't know. I almost felt like it's on MythBusters. Like, oh wait a second. So we don't need a survey every every week or every every quarter to <laughs> to make engagement happen or what? You know. Right. And if I could play the the skeptic here for a moment, it's. I, I don't know that company very well, but sure. I, I do believe that there are companies out there who are like, dude, check out our engagement scores. We're killing it. Sure. Absolutely. And and then there are companies who are like, our engagement scores are terrible and it's whatever. And <laughs> and so like the annual survey is kind of cool because it's like, hey, it's Christmas. It's like a big deal and we ramp it up and then mm -hmm. people do their thing. Um, whereas when you start to do it a little bit more um, frequently. Sure all of a sudden it's kind of tracking different data. Yeah. It's almost like when, 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 you, when you do an annual survey, it's almost like, well, how did the last year go and how can we improve? And you're like, I don't remember yet last week, let alone yeah, 11 it, months ago. <laughs> and that, that can be situational, right? Like yeah, in sure. February, it was the worst, right. but like it's almost Christmas and like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good, yeah, man. So, I'm ready to go. So those annual surveys might not be a, a complete reflection of, of that actual score, but regardless, 84% is, is very high. Yeah. And, and I would be curious to see how those numbers are reflected if they did try to, to, to go to a more frequent. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and to be honest, um, that I, I think, I think that that is going to strike more at the the accuracy of how are people really feeling all the time, all year round. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, as as she concluded her episode, she she shared with our listeners uh, her secret sauce, and I thought, you know what, from someone as um, 
someone as a, as successful as Andrea has been in her in her program management role of, uh, as manager of employee engagement, I, I thought it very pertinent to just kind of again cover the her secret sauce of presence, communication, and then follow up and follow through. Um, three really simple, straightforward concepts to understand, but there's a lot packaged here. Yeah, and she she kind of just threw it out there, and I was like, oh please, like <laughs> give us some more dirt on this because this is good. Because yeah, like yeah. Ex- explain presence yeah. to us. What what is your interpretation, Andrea, of presence? And so yeah. now here we are left to theorize what yeah. her yeah. her her method is. But I'm assuming presence means being present. Like yeah, not being in the moment, physically, mentally, like you know, just there to say, hey, guys, I'm here. Do you need me? I'm here. You know. Um, we always, we, we often the, uh, employee experiences is, is uh, you know, a relationship is used as a metaphor to employee experience and you got to be present. You know, mm-hmm. if you want the other person to know that you care, that you're vested in them, uh, if you're absent, that's, that's very hard to do, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I just listened to a podcast. I listened to like 200 episodes of the history of Rome. Oh man. And it goes through like all of like Roman leadership and there, there was a, a point where like the emperor was more like a god because if you Mm. wanted to see him you had to go through several chains of command and then they literally create a physical barrier where you have to walk down this long hall and then down some stairs and then finally you see him sitting on his throne and Man, that's that hopefully, is not hopefully, being present. Hopefully, you had a bathroom nearby because I'm imagine <laughs> going through all that every time. You know? right, oh, but man, the yeah. idea is to create this like godlike character who, yeah, when right. you say what you say goes. Yeah. And we live in a world where that doesn't really work anymore. Of course, right. The boss can't just declare that this is how it's going to be and that's how it's going to be because right. like the the market will destroy you. Yeah. Yeah. So being absolutely. present, I think, is like listening to your people. Also, the the communication and then element ties in. Yeah, ties right into the communication. Right in. Yeah, this idea that you know, not only are you telling them what to do, uh, well, not only are you communicating to them, but you're also listening for their communication. Right. Definitely that I, that element of two way communication, kind of tying back again to the listening strategies that she highlighted uh, earlier in the episode. But just this idea that hey, communication is so important. You you cannot. And, and it goes beyond an exchange of information. Communication, one of the keys of communication is building a relationship. Again, back to this relationship piece. If you communicate well, you're, you're doing more than exchanging information. You're creating uh, a, a bond, a professional bond between between you and the, and the people that you work with. Um, and when done effectively, I mean, that, that will absolutely drive up uh, employee engagement scores. And the last part, I love follow up and follow through. That just shows employees that you actually care. Right. I mean, if you don't have that follow-up, then right. you can't be trusted. Right. You know, it's like when uh, my wife asked me to go get something from the store and I forget. <laughs> it happens so often. Do you have often. a confession to make on the podcast, <laughs> I Alexander? I tell you, the number of times I have gone and got half of the things I was supposed to get. I think that's why I don't get asked to go to the grocery store very often anymore. <laughs> that's not going to happen, which is which is uh, perhaps not that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, you gotta you got to follow up and you got to follow through with what what the employees are asking you to do. So the next time you're at the grocery store, mm. listeners, make sure to follow up and follow through. <laughs> Come home with the milk and the eggs, okay? Because apparently you, you can't make omelets without eggs. <laughs> I figured that out the hard way. But anyway. Thank you so much for joining us on this reforging episode. We'll look forward to hearing you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye.